they're doing something stupid and post it on their Facebook or whatever. I think they posted it on, on like an early, early YouTube because that's one of the things from that movie that they did use like real software. They used Facebook and they used uh, Skype and, and iOS. Uh, but yeah, it's a funny setup for a terrible horror movie. See, I, well, we're, we're doing the show, Curly. I, what I thought you were talking about was uh, some revenge porn you got involved in. Somebody no. put their dong on your forehead while you were drunk. <laughs> I don't know, something like that. That's a pretty pretty scary yeah. horror film idea. Hey, this is Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema. And with me today is Hans. We're talking about three films tonight. But right now we're talking about the movie Unfriended, which apparently has... Uh, there's a girl who shits herself and it's posted to YouTube. Yeah. I never would have guessed this in a million years. Yeah, well, yeah. Her her spirit, her her <laughs> shitty spirit, is what makes them kill themselves in front of everyone on on Skype. It's pretty funny. I think that's yeah. the direction Paranormal Activity should have went in. I don't know if you've seen that trailer on Paramount Plus, Paramount Classics, where they're talking. Oh, it's Paranormal Activity the reboot, but they're trying to do like a Resident Evil Four thing. If you recall, with Resident Evil Four, they decided we're not going to do zombies for this one. What we're going to do is send off Leon Kennedy and Claire Redfield to a small town. And we're going to do a midsummer thing. So it's going to be a bunch of weirdos, but there's no ghosts. So the bad guys in the new Paranormal Activity are Amish people. Wasn't the last one Mexican demons? They did a wreck thing, right? Where they decided, oh, we're going to go to the barrio. We're going to have uh, Hispanics who believe in Catholicism. Yeah. And that's going to be who we're focused on. The last one dealt with, I think, parallel dimensions to our own. They were just running out of material. I mean, how hard is it to just do a standard ghost story with hidden cameras? Yeah. Yeah, they started getting too complicated uh, when they just kept going backwards in time. I think that the one before the Mexican one, it's about what, yeah, like a parallel life or like a previous life of the little girls that were witches that were burned or some shit. It has nothing to do with what's happening on like the modern day uh and it just became overly complicated for no reason just do the same fucking movie in the different house you know <laughs> just do a different person it doesn't have to be connected that's the thing like they tried to connect all of those movies to like the original characters and that somehow you know the the good thing about the first one is that you don't know why there's a spirit there or why the spirit's in this house at all and then they use, what, three, four movies to try to explain why that happened. And at the end, you're kind of like, I, who cares? Like, what? that's not the point. That's not why I like the original one. They got too big for their britches. I think they were thinking, all right, we're going to do a, an expanded paranormal activity universe. There's witches in the house. There's going to be. Yeah. And it just sucked. It's just keep it simple. You should have done what those Japanese people did with Tokyo Night that takes place in Los Angeles, California, where Japanese people move into the house. And then it's a it's a spooky, scary movie. It's just a spooky house and how people deal with it. The spooky house, exactly. Hey, yeah. we we just did a show on Fear City last. Speaking of spooky, it's scary and paranormal activity. <laughs> uh, anytime we record a show on Abel Ferreira's uh, Fear City, it seems like the episode just disappears, just vanishes into thin air. Yeah, this wasn't even our show either, but. Mm. Seems like it's another. People just don't want, or I guess the 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 curse or the spirit that's stopping those episodes from coming out don't want anyone to know about this movie. 
I guess. I think so. It's the, the Curse of Fear City. We're, I mean, you don't really have much to say on that episode anyway. You seem pretty dead. You seem pretty drained. Yeah, I just, I don't know. What could you say about that movie other than, you know, what we said in like 10 minutes and then it's kind of like, ah, I don't know what else to say. It's not a very deep movie it's not a, a movie that you can you know <laughs> there's not a lot of behind the scenes that are that interesting i guess or anything like that so yeah i you you definitely came in much fresher when we did that uh now lost episode of movies on twitch where you had quite a lot to say about it and then by comparison we just did the midnight movie cowboys podcast i don't know if the episode's ever going to come out because the the main host hunter said to me oh uh the episode just does not seem to be anywhere I said, well, maybe it's on the cloud because we've done that before. I think we recorded the Battle Royale episode on the yeah. cloud and it goes to the Zoom website instead of your, your hard drive. Uh, maybe it's there. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just gone. But hopefully that, that episode does come out because that was about two hours of our of our lives. And uh, I don't know if we can talk about Fear City a third time just to have something on the mm. record. No, I'm, I, I already erased it from my memory, even though I've seen it twice already. <clears throat> maybe it's not really TV. that memorable i well i don't i don't know about not memorable but uh it's not it's probably not worth a third try. not to watch three times in a year though <laughs> no you're probably <laughs> like, right i usually don't rewatch. usually don't rewatch anything and i'm rewatching this movie that i kind of like like it's fine you know for especially for that time it feels like like mid-tier when it comes to those crime movies from from that time you know so to I don't know, record a third episode on how much I kind of liked it. <laughs> I don't, I don't, it doesn't seem necessary. I know you liked it a lot more than me, but still, like, I, I don't know. Well, Something that's going on with that movie. This, this last uh, viewing of it was the least charming time. I mean, maybe because I watched the, the Shout Factory uncut version that has a VHS Daily Splice in. First time I watched it, it was that version. Second time I watched mm. it, it was the theatrical cut. And then this time around, I watched it again. It just felt like a, because, I mean, aside from the ending, which is kind of funny, where he's fighting him in the alley, uh, it's yeah. kind of a slog. Hey, uh, did you watch Dexter at all while that was on the air? Yeah, I've seen all of it, unfortunately. I stuck around until the end and was really disappointed with it. I watched the pilot, too, or like the, what is it? The, what, what were you call the continuation that just came out yesterday? Uh, Dexter New Blood, yeah. Yeah, and... Yeah, it's for you, you, you don't have any strong. I just I just finished watching it uh, like five minutes ago, right before we hopped on the air. Because what I did was I I um I was introducing Dexter to uh, my significant other, and we were watching okay. season one, two. I said, look, we'll we'll skip three. Three, you don't really need to get into Jimmy Smith or his character there. We'll pick up with four. Four is with a grand three. slam. Yeah, and yeah. Um, did not watch five. Showed the season finale of, I think, like, six or, or whenever Deb finds out that Dexter's a killer. And that was horrible. Yeah. Edward J- Pedophile Edward James Olmos, who rapes 12-year-old girls in the early 90s. And uh, Colin Hanks. Hanks. Yeah. Who's yeah. more detestable, Colin Hanks or Edward James Olmos? <laughs> Colin Hanks is just very bland. You know, he's his he's, he's dad's son. He's a dweeb. You know, the yin and yang to Chad Hanks. I guess it's yeah. just uh, yeah, very safe white bread with mayo guy. Terrible guy. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then uh, and then I showed the the series finale, which is, is remarkably bad uh, even it's today. In- 
comprehensible the decisions that they took especially watching this premiere we're just like okay so the whole point is that he has to leave because everyone that gets close to him dies or whatever so we're just going to take him away for 10 years or whatever first episode boom there's his son and he's like well you know what i'm, I'm back it's like oh right i got the whole ending i guess the backlash that they got from that very unrewarding ending of him becoming like a lumberjack or whatever and then sending his kids to argentina or some shit right just abandoning with, his child yeah sending with a woman that with tried to kill him over and over again uh, she tried to poison deb i think she tried to kill dexter she went to prison yeah. somehow got out of prison terrible literally the worst woman you could probably leave your son with yeah and hey go to argentina wait for me i'm just gonna go hide in the trees for 10 years uh but yeah i i i started like i i honestly like it feels like the beginning of a series like it feels like episode one where you're setting up things but it shouldn't feel like that when you already have six seasons to develop this character right uh and then as soon as they started throwing the dev spirit as like a guide or whatever for it i was like oh fuck off like you couldn't you didn't have enough balls to separate it completely from the original series now he's gonna have his sister lover spirit there telling him what the fuck are you doing and it's like oh jesus just horrible i hated that part for that bit of the character now i i didn't mind it too too much uh it definitely felt a little grading at times uh, mm -hmm. especially compared to james remar where he's kind of just like a hard-nosed by the book fellow who seems to be guiding uh, what Dexter's all about. I don't know. I didn't mind it. I enjoyed the first episode of that. It's certainly a hell of a lot better than where that series went. Oh, yeah. Well, it's yeah. not even close. The cinematography, the general look of the show actually seems cinematic for once and not procedural. So that's mm -hmm. kind of neat. And um, I don't know. I'm, 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 in, I'm interested enough. I'll stick with it. I'll see what, what the other seven episodes do. They all have the yeah. same director who is uh, not a, a notable director. I think, what do you do? bench warmers or some movie like that he did some oh, wow. really awful piece right. of shit movie but cinematic movie yeah it, it doesn't really matter when it's a showtime show you know it all the show i mean the, more. the setting helps a lot too to for that look you know yeah. the snow the mountains the trees it's different that miami where you've been for six years where how how else can you shoot this to make it not look procedural like you said uh and it, it's Interesting to watch because I started also rewatching it for this and I, I got to like the, the half of first season and was like, all right, I, that's fine. Like I remember, <laughs> I, I remember everything already, but the way that's shot uh, does feel like, like a CSI episode, you know, or like yeah. something that, that it is going to have the same look for everything. It's not really vi visually interesting, really other than the little bit of gore they show. Uh, but it, it's very much, you know, uh, paint by numbers type of TV. Uh, so this one does have a little bit of more artistry to it. But I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what I was. Ex I guess I really wasn't expecting much, just because of how that ended. Uh, I'll probably continue watching until they lose me, which is very likely to happen. But yeah, I was just very, like, lukewarm on the episode. It felt kind of long for what actually happened in it. You know. It, well, that that episode was longer than the standard Dexter episode. That came in at 58 minutes. I feel like most of them are mm. 50 minutes even. 
Um, I didn't mind it. They shot that in Massachusetts, not far from, well, actually pretty far from where we were staying. That's about two hours out western Massachusetts, and it looks like it too. It's a very small uh, community. Yeah. Uh, I'm 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 curious to see uh, how the season unfolds and if they're going to get greedy again and not mm-hmm. kill off Dexter. Because I here's what I think happened. I think at the end of that, I think it was what eight, season eight. At the end of season eight, I think they realized that they boxed themselves in, and this was a big piece of shit season. And mm-hmm. with that ending. I think they knew the entire time they were going to pick it up again in five, ten, however long, um, and and probably give it a proper send off. But it, it really depends on I think what the ratings are for this. They probably have a couple of different endings ready to go just in case. But uh, if this is a flop, then I would anticipate that they would kill Dexter. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I I, I like if the it's setting. Not. <laughs> if yeah. it's well, well, I mean, we'll find out. I, I like the idea of what they're going to go with. Which is, uh, you know, in Miami, if you kill somebody, if somebody disappears, nobody's really looking for that person. Nobody gives a shit. It's not that right. common. Dexter in a small town of what, like 3,000 people, 4,000 people? Well, anybody could go missing, and suddenly that's going to be the biggest event in that town's history. And that seems to be what the idea... Especially the rich guy, right? Yes, yeah. So you're going to, like the mayor's son or whatever, you know, not the mayor, but a powerful dude's son. That's going to be a problem. Yeah. So, especially if you're bowl cut Dexter, that terrible fucking haircut he has, where he's just got like a regular men's, but he doesn't do anything with it. The bangs just they're hang trying. Out they're trying to hide his terrible hairline. I don't know if you remember his hairline from uh, uh, Six Feet Under. It was mm. different because he wasn't the leading guy. And then on Dexter, you see that his hairline goes like back and forth, especially on when there's rain. He's like, oh, you're just trying to hide it, like they hide it with Chris Pratt, who has hair like me. Uh, but uh, they, they they do a really good job of like manicuring it so that it doesn't look like mine. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I I mean it's fine. It's uh it's episode one. I don't know. I don't really know what. To, and and like I said, uh, after the way that series ended with that shit show of not just the season but the the ending, it's kind of like well how how can you fuck this up? You know how could they make how you make this worse than how you ended it uh so i guess it's just yeah let's see how greedy they get like you said and see if they just think of like three seasons in advance or something where you know the first first seven episodes and then next season is going to be 20 episodes again or some shit you know i don't know if they'll do that what i suspect if they're going to do multiple seasons is it's going to be dexter in a new location at each time so this time it's going to be him. I think this is, even though they shot it in Massachusetts, it's supposed to be, I think, Alaska. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could easily plop him into, I don't know, a foreign country for the next one. And then you end in, you end in Africa. He's, on a, he's in Kenya for that one. He's in Gabon trying to stop the people taking, taking children's eyes out of their head like Slumdog Millionaire. Remember that well, creepy he, he, scene in Slumdog Millionaire where they, got, they heat up the spoon and they start carving the eyes out of the children's heads? I've never seen Slumdog Millionaire. Wow. Never saw that. Movies I, I, episode 200, Slumdog Millionaire. We've been planning this for quite a while. Hans has not watched Slumdog Millionaire just for that yeah. episode on yeah. the horizon. Actually, that year when that movie won, I, I don't think I saw many of the like the big movies from that year. What were the the other big movies from that year, the Slumdog one? Uh, well, that was 2008. I think that might have been the year of The Wrestler, Gran Torino... All right, yeah, I'm lying. I've only not seen then. <laughs> Slumdog Millionaire. 
especially the ones that were uh oh yeah well, 127 hours i saw that uh, no 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 that was the next year because they, they were both directed by danny boyle um, oh that's true if oh I wow milk correctly oh, benjamin milk. button benjamin button that <laughs> was a good, i you know i used to go see these oscar bait films at uh hmm. you know the amc theater in boston because they would always come out around the same time you could do a couple of them in one sitting and they would always be extremely packed for whatever reason i made the mistake of going to see benjamin button god what a boring ass movie long fucking dragging uh frost and nixon and the reader um yeah, that's the year that uh, Sean Penn beat Mickey Work, mm. uh, and Heath Ledger got the Oscar for that cameo just because he died as the Joker. That's um, right. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, this is, is this a, like a is this like an extra? Yeah, this is about to be <laughs> a bonus, bonus episode. Now we're twenty minutes into this one. Uh, this is actually an episode, a bonus episode on Dexter: New Blood. So yeah. For a scripted Showtime series, not 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 bad. I mean, Showtime doesn't have a very good record with TV shows I was anyway. It's about to ask, yeah. yeah. They would do uh, Weeds, Californication. It's not it's not top. It's not HBO. Billions. Yeah, uh, the L word. Uh, damn. Yeah, it's not the best lineup. Nurse Jackie. Um, there's a let the right one in series apparently in production. That's terrible. American right. Gigolo series. Oh yeah, I heard about that. They uh, they got John Bernthal playing the Richard Gere character. Isn't he a bit too old to play that role? Unless he's playing Richard Gere character now. It's American <laughs> old Gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, fucking Dexter was like their biggest show, wasn't it? At that yeah. time, it definitely was. There was no competition. Dexter kind of made that network, got him through the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, and even. Yeah. Even those first few seasons, it's not like prestige television. I mean, to what you were saying, yeah, it feels procedural. But you also just came off the heels of Sopranos, which was kind of like its own thing at the time. There wasn't really anything quite like that. Uh, Breaking Bad was still trying to like figure out what it wanted to be over on AMC. And all things considered, like Dexter, I guess, had a more cinematic look for 2006 or 2005 whenever it premiered. But it still wasn't. I mean, it's not what it looks like now. It's not like any given yeah. show. Uh, I just kind of felt like a... I guess if you watch a CBS drama, if you watch Young Sheldon, it's got a kind of similar camera setup to Dexter in the early seasons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it's very much of the time, too. I'm reading the list of shows. Uh, that Like Me, Californication, uh, The Tudors, uh, Queer as Folk, The L Word, The Big C... She's about cancer, I think. Mm-hmm. Ray Donovan and Shameless were two big ones too. That I've never actually seen an episode of Shameless. I really like it. Just I don't know. If it's like what rednecks that fuck, right? That's what that show's about. <laughs> uh, an alcoholic, alcoholic man that fucks. 
it's <laughs> it, well they did the really there's know. the uk shameless right without that was yeah. like a three season run with james mcavoy and then they brought that the over. Uglier one. Yeah. yes they brought it over in i think 2007 or 2008 2009 maybe and it just got canceled i think this past year they literally just ended the series like they they completely overstretched it for whatever reason because they hadn't like no other flagship program on on showtime jesus 11 seasons yeah I, i've never seen one episode didn't even know that it lasted that long i thought it was maybe five you got uh your favorite justin chatwin that's one of the main characters Dragon ball evolutions oh. justin chatwin yeah also, and Emmy Russell, also from, from uh, Dragon Ball Evolution. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. Wasn't she? No, that's Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I was going to say this girl from Scott uh, Scott Pilgrim, but no, she's the the, the Bulma from Dragon Ball Evolution, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Just just like how they were a pair in that movie, they're a pair in this series. And I think they might have been uh, both in Poseidon Adventure or something like that as well. They they, they got paired up pretty frequently. Those two. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen it. And uh, Dead Like Me was pretty good. But it's also, uh, I mean, Dead Like Me, Six Feet Under. Dead Like Me is another. Do you remember Dead Like Me? Yeah, De- Dead Like Me was, uh, what was her name? Amber Tamblin? No, it was uh, a girl that I don't think she's done much besides that character. Um, it was like an angel or something like that, right? I think and so. The, the I girls, remember this was the girl's name, Ellen Muth. Oh, it's her name. I gross name. Uh, you know, I remember Dead Like Me was considered for a very short period of time. Oh, uh, she's got like a downsy looking face, right. huh? Uh, it was considered one of the best shows on TV, or the best show on TV for a year or two, and then it just disappeared. Was it? I think they they canceled it after a third season or a second season. Yeah. Yeah. Then they they put out a movie in two thousand nine. Yeah, this is definitely not what I was thinking of. I was thinking of uh, Six Feet Under that had also uh, Dexter in it, playing like a a, the gay brother, I think it was. Yeah, I could have sworn Michael C. Hall was gay for real, not just because of this show, but because he he was a Broadway actor. There's plenty of photos of him on stage in flamboyant makeup and tights, and he's as you know, family as it gets for that that period of his life, the late nineties. Like Wolverine, right? What's his name? Um, gay Australian man. Uh, Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Jackman. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a gay man. Hugh Jackman married to an old woman. Come on now, who are you trying to fool? Um, so yeah, uh, Michael C. Hall. He might be gay. He might be bi. I, look, I I here I don't think so. I think he might be. Here's what I think. I think he's about ninety percent straight, because he had too much drama going on in the set of Dexter, where he was like, "Yeah, you know, maybe I'm seeing, maybe I'm married right now, but maybe I'm gonna fall in love with the woman who plays my sister and marry her." Yeah. And then maybe after a year of that marriage, I'm just gonna sleep with Julia Stiles, the the guest star for the one season. I'm gonna ruin my marriage so I can fuck this guest star. And then, you know, maybe I might just go back to fucking my wife. I don't know. <laughs> and then uh, I'll make sure that we write my sister to be the one I fuck on the show. Because that's... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because why not? Because... How convenient. Is the executive yeah. producer. Wow. That's you the new plot my line. Steps, it's my stepsister. So you know what? I'm going to fuck her. 
and then I'm gonna fall in love with her because we've been together forever, whatever the reasoning was. Do you remember when that happened? It was just like, what? Detestable. Wait, hold on. <laughs> that, like, the, the, real, the real villain of that season was not Colin Hanks. It was that perverted therapist that Deb went to and said, actually, you're in love with your yeah. brother. You know your brother. Yeah, he... Hey, it's just your brother. <laughs> you know, and then there was like, all right. They said, was like, sure, I'll fuck you. Why not? Um, <laughs> I'm not emotionally available, I guess. Uh, what's her name? Have been killed by Trinity already. So it's like, yeah, you know, best recourse. I'm going to fuck my stepsister, fall in love with her. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Re- yeah, Rita's dead. The kids have been sent off to their grandparents. Uh, you know, there's a yeah. lot from the series that I just forgot happened, like Deb killing LaGuardia. That, yeah. I, I completely disappeared from my brain. That That season... I don't know. I mean, it's it, after season four, it's pretty bad. I did like, I did like that fifth season where Johnny Lee Miller is the motivational speaker, mm-hmm. but it's it's obviously like clearly the writing is declined completely. That's the one with the barrels, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's yeah. a little ahead of its time it with the th- whole idea, like the sex ring, and you have right, multiple right. multiple bad guys. You got to get through that season. It starts with Sean Hattesey, who's a '90s teen actor who plays a guy named Boyd Fowler, who's a roadkill pickup guy, and somehow you work your way up. It's like, you know, climbing to uh, you know the biggest boss of the season. That's uh, like a Tony Robbins type, played by Sick Boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and that's the one where Julia Stiles comes in as a victim, and then he fucks her, right? Yeah, she's been kept as like a little rape doll or something in somebody's broom closet. And then he's like, I think I love you, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like you, person that has been abused over and over again. How about I fuck you? How about, like, how about right. I fuck you and teach you how to kill? That's something he did, yeah. too. Oh, yeah, that's true. And then at the he, end, he's so shoehorned at the end of the season. Because then it's like they kill uh, Jordan Chase, who's Johnny Lee Miller. And he's like, all right, so it's on to the next one, right? And she's like, actually, you know, I'm kind of over this. I'm good now. Yeah. Like, oh. She's like, you know what? Wasn't as cool. Sorry. I didn't think. <laughs> thought he was going to feel better. Never mind. All right, I'm leaving now. And she just goes. She disappears. Yeah. She was, I think she was supposed to be that Hannah character that winds up going off with his son. And they couldn't get her back because she's a homewrecker. Because uh, I think Jennifer Carpenter and Michael C. Hall... We're probably still fucking each other and seeing each other because they had to work together every single day. Right. And she didn't want to hop back into that because she's a terrible woman. Yeah. Very potato-y woman <laughs> in the face. I don't understand how she Dude. ever became famous because she was like the kind of schlub. I always confuse her with the girl from Swim Fan. I don't know. Uh, the Miss Piggy actress. Erica Christensen, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, she's like a huge Scientologist. I just remember that I saw Swim Fan and I was like, oh, let's see if this girl's got titties out there. And no, and then I realized that it's because she's a Scientologist or something, so she can't show her body. It's like, ah, oh. all right. So, uh, Maybe career we're nowhere because of that reason. Probably. <laughs> Julia Stiles, I think, is best known for, what was it, Save the Last Dance with Sean Patrick. Williams, the black the black nerd dude who pops up in Halloween Resurrection and gets killed. Yeah, uh, um, Sean Idris Patrick. No, she... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Sean, Sean Patrick. William Scott. Yeah, 
Can we just run it? Can we look at what has he been up to? Can we just see what this guy's been up to lately? Because he was in everything in the early odds and then disappeared. Well, he was the safe, like, black guy, right? Where it was safe for the black daughter to fall in love with him because he seemed nice. Maybe. Sean Patrick Thomas. Sean Patrick Thomas. There we go. That's that's him. Let's see. He's let's been see in 2021. If, let's see if he looks like Mackay Pfeiffer and every other famous black actor from the early aughts where they look like Carl Winslow now. No. Well, okay. I don't know how old that photo is. I think this is probably the most recent one. Yeah, like he wasn't like Yorona. What? Really? Yeah. Uh, Madam Secretary. I don't know what Madam Secretary is. Oh, there he is. Speak of the Devil. He was in a barbershop movie. Mm. That's um, right. Well, yeah, SWAT. He was in Ghost Tape. <laughs> that was great. Oh. Oh, it's actually, it might be kind of cool. Never mind. Yeah, I don't uh, know about that. It looks like some Filipino TV show. Rented I don't think this is even the. Uh, is this even the one that's connected to? Oh yeah, it is Conjuring one. Yeah. Hmm. He was on an episode of Criminal Minds. Yeah, he. Yeah, I remember that uh, around that time when when that movie came out, Save the Last Dance. Wasn't he? Yeah. Okay. Horizon. Wasn't Dracula a couple of other things. Yeah, he did. Horror he did a lot of these schlocky whatever was going um, to theaters and being sold to seventeen-year-olds. He was. Ah, oh, that's what you know from Reaper. <laughs> I was thinking just that. Yeah. Lie to me. What is lie to me? Uh, Tim Roth show. Oh. Sure. Anyway, yeah. we, we don't. We don't. Need to go anyway, through. why yeah. were we talking about this guy? I think he's uh, he's going to play uh, Dexter's brother or something on the new season. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. With Dokes' cousin. Dokes, this son of coming to Coming to get him, yeah. I can't wait for them to start doing that. If They they already brought back uh, what – that was uh, his girlfriend's kid, right? Or no, no, was no. that, that was his, his actual kid. kid? That's his actual kid. The one kid. that he sent to Argentina? Yes, that was his only uh, uh, child by blood. The uh, the Aster and Cody characters were uh, Paul at Junkie's children. And uh, Hannah, who was the, the girl he had a thing with, um, yeah. didn't have any kids of her own. So I don't, I don't know if this right. uh, Harrison, age 15 or mm-hmm. however old he is, is going to be a little deranged or what. I can only imagine oh, that would yeah. probably be the case. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, Hereditary. do you remember? Do you remember when they did bring back Dokes after they killed him off in season two? Wasn't it like a spirit way too, like Deb, right? I I feel like it might have started off that way, and then they used him in flashbacks for uh, a season finale, and it was it, they they because surprise motherfucker was a meme at the time from mm-hmm. Tumblr. It was a GIF, and uh, they used that as the episode title. And it was like, here's Dexter and Dokes only years ago. And Dexter had like a really shat, like clearly he was yeah. had cancer at the time. He was going through chemotherapy. So he had a fucking mop top wig and Dokes. But he was, it was fucking old face and bat wig. Because <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do anything to his face. He just looked, he looked 40, but with shaggy hair. Yeah. They, well, they did that as early as season one where it's like, here's 17 year old Dexter played by 40 year old Michael C. Hall. <laughs> 
and it's just doing like a terrible wig and he's just like yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> acting fucking stupid he's talking to james <laughs> remar who's like 10 years older than him and being like oh i don't i gotta go to school dad it's just dad. Like, <laughs> but, but dad <laughs> he's like this old man with a fat <laughs> ginger wig <laughs> when they brought back dokes it was the season seven or six finale and they did these flashbacks and they had to get very strategic with the camera angles because you could tell that guy hadn't worked much since and he's he'd just been eating a lot his face uh, was fucking big and round and he didn't he have as... any of the muscle tone no it right. was all gone this dokes was fat oh. as hell so i don't remember that yeah mo- i don't i don't remember a good chunk of the series i forgot colin hanks was a weird christian trying to bring about the apocalypse or the ray stevenson from rome and punish a war zone he was like a gay mafia guy that was great i can't find any fucking older dokes uh type oh, in... there's a bobblehead that's pretty there's cool oh uh, yeah yeah there's a bobblehead uh <laughs> Type it when Dexter ended in season eight, which was about 2011, 2013. So type in, I think the uh, the actor's name is Eric King. If you type in Eric King, 2011, I feel like you <laughs> might get something. Which, um, by the way, that actor pops up also in Casualties of War, the Brian De Palma, Michael J. Fox, Sean Penn film. So this is, no, this is all what the. Uh, no, this is all dokes from the early seasons. (laughs) That's him now. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Actually, hold on. No, no, no. Go back. There he is. All right. Go to born to race. No, no. Wait, what? Uh, there was a screen cap of him around that time in a movie 2011. There you go. They're born to race. It's a very flattering screen cap. You can clearly tell filmmaker did not give a shit at all when he hit hit the the screen cap button. There's only one screen cap of him from that movie. There's nothing of him from season seven of Dexter. Apparently, nice hat. Yeah, I don't know. How strange. Have you taken a look at the guy who plays Quinn? You know, did you notice how he was just like fading away through the seasons gradually on. early on in season four? He starts out kind of puffy looking. Oh, yeah. The, the, the other guy, the other detective. Desmond Harrington is the actor's name. And by the end of that season, it looks like he's dropped about 45 pounds. And then you take a look at him in the Neon Demon and he looks like he literally is dying. Yeah, when he grows his hair, starts looking kind of sickly at the end, like here. Well, you see this, this picture of him in the red polo shirt yeah. at the top of the page. So this is how he looks at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. He's clearly got a little bit of fat on him. He's young. And then just go to the picture of him and Batista right up there. Oh, yeah. Actually, that'll do the trick. So uh, this man loves drugs. He's a big fan of uh, wow, opioids. Dude, that's that's jarring. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's got a photo with uh, Amanda Seyfried, who he briefly dated. That yeah. one? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, God, look at the. Hold on. 
Jesus Christ, look at that watch can barely fit around his wrist. Uh, if you go up a little bit, you're going to see him on the red carpet for the Neon Demon, and he is bald in that movie. Uh, right there, yes. So that is the most recent version of him, and that is quite terrifying. Is that his last one? Are you sure? Yes. That was, so that was 2016. That's when that movie came out. I don't know what he's been up to lately. Uh, I can't imagine they're going to throw him in this new one. I think I think he's a pill. Oh, he was in Manhunt. I don't remember him. He was also in uh, Dark Knight Rises. He pops up as a cop in that film. Well, well, yeah, he looks kind of cleaned up there. No, he doesn't look too bad. I mean, makeup does wonders, I guess. But uh, Jesus. Oh God! <laughs> very... like, oh Jesus! Look at him there. Yeah, they're both anorexic. Yeah, they're both. She, I, I could never find her attractive after Emily Rose. Like all I see whenever I see her is just her being all, you know, all twisted and shit mm-hmm. in bed, and it's just, yeah. I never saw that movie. I was, I was, uh. I was very against the idea of any exorcism films because of the exorcist. I thought, why, why bother? You already did it right once. What else do you have to say about this topic? Just copying aspects of that first movie. It's, it's pretty good. I don't know if he holds up, uh, because the exorcism bits are just add on to the drama that's happening throughout the movie. So it's only maybe like what, six scenes of what actually happens, but it's very, well done because uh, everything was just her do it physically and then uh, they uh, take some bed so they look like some something was stepping on it so you see like the bed with like holes like hand holes and shit oh, like that printing? so yeah it was fine it, it, it was well done but I don't I don't know if it holds up it's a big director too isn't it um, I guess Victor Salva yes uh, that's the one no uh, it's the mastermind behind. Never mind. I said it's a big director, big big fan, uh, Scott Derrickson. Oh, I I had a feeling. yeah. I had a feeling. Yeah. All right. Big fan. Well, uh, are you uh, okay? So you, you're kind of lukewarm about the new season of Dexter. Who was your favorite Dexter bad guy? Well. Trinity, definitely. I liked his brother at the beginning. I thought that was good. But Trinity is like the best season and the best performance, I think, by, uh, what's his name? John Lithgow. Yeah, he got naked in a tub with a woman. She laid on top of him, had to feel his body, his naked 65-year-old, 6'7 body in that tub. In that tub. Commitment. Yeah, method. He he has some excellent moments in that season that are very uh, subdued and kind of, uh, I, it, you know, things that aren't really thought about with that character. Just his reaction to being called a pedophile when Dexter's like, I'm yeah. going to tell everyone you're a pedophile. And he's just very agitated about that. Although, if you know anything about serial killers, he kills a child. He kills a, a, a teenage girl, I think, or young enough girl. Um I don't know. There's some, there's some, uh, 
I don't know. Something yeah. funny about that. You dress a little boy up in your pajamas to play trains with him, and you're just going to drug him and kill him? <laughs> mm, I don't know. Yeah, he has a lot of very understated reactions. Well, he plays both uh, sides of the coin really well. The understated, nice guy that, you know, I'm just being a nice person. And then he switches to the monster that he really is really well. Uh, the most convincing, I think, of them all. Uh, I kind of like the Colin Hanks one just because of how goofy it was mm. and how they found like the the goofiest looking or the goofiest actor to play like the most ruthless and showy of the killers. So that was all right, but yeah, Lithgow was like the best the best performance in the whole series, I think. So that that season is like everything is downhill from that season, I think. I, I think spiritually, as far as the series goes, that that's really the end of the show. I mean, De Dexter was never a big, like, awards bait series, but that season, I believe, Lithgow and, and Michael C. Hall both won Emmys for the show. Um, so, I mean, it, it, you know, and it was in contention, I think, with Breaking Bad just for that one season where, you know, there was a possibility it could squeak out best series, even though they wound up, of course, deferring to Breaking Bad. Um, it was, uh, it was definitely, uh, a great, great season of television, but something you do notice when you go back to all these Dexter seasons is that there is so much filler that you don't really need. And I think if you just cut it down, if you like, you did a good six episode season of Dexter and you cut out all the bullshit where Deb's yeah. dating an old guy this season, Deb's dating a black oh, yeah. guy this season, Deb's dating, uh, vaguely Hispanic stepbrother's brother this season right well he she's dating quinn this season now she's dating quinn they, 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 now she's yeah. dating dexter That's, yeah now she's dead now she's on life support with a feeding tube now, now she's she's, she's going out to the ocean <laughs> she's gonna get dumped in the ocean in a tarp you know that's always a great way to honor you're, you're the closest person to you after they've passed is to dispose of them like you disposed of a bunch of serial killers and murderers and pedos and yeah. rapists. Yeah, they gave him the Bin Laden treatment. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, uh, Dexter's a quality show as far as television dramas, cable television dramas go. I'd say suggest one, two, and four, maybe season five if you're feeling adventurous. And, uh, I guess take a look at this new season. It seems okay so far. Yeah, watch the last episode of the season eight. That just the last episode, just to know how they ended. It's not going to make much sense because if you stop at season five, what they do on six and seven and eight, it's it's kind of well, all right. How how did we even get here? Uh, but as a setup for this, actually, from what you see on the first episode, I don't think you really need to know that much. Other than that's his kid, you know, and he kills. So maybe you're right. Maybe your list of yeah things to watch to just be up to date with this new season. Yeah, you don't need to spend so much time with it. I really do think the only thing that you need to know from that last season, I mean, really, you don't even necessarily need to. If you just ended it on season four and then you picked up and you have Dexter under a new name, and you kind of work backwards with the information, like, oh, I guess he, you know, this is Harrison, his son, who I mm -hmm. guess he abandoned, and Deb's dead, I guess. You know, if you, if you did all these things, I think it'd be fine. 
You know, there's a if you think about something like uh, Dark Knight Returns, the Frank Miller comic book, there's just a lot that has happened in the escalation of that character's life. And you figure it out just by picking up little things like that. I wouldn't waste my time with any part of season eight, especially that finale with that horrible dude who wishes he was Ryan Gosling, uh, that uncharismatic killer lead that they had for this. I think they got Charlotte Rampling, who's like a great classic actress. And she was supposed to be like the big highlight of that final, which I'm sorry. You're going to throw her in after you had John Lithgow and, and I, even Colin Hanks eats up the scenery by playing a, a goofball. You need something better than some dried out old hag. Yeah, yeah. this is not a, a French movie where you need a lot of emotion from your villain to feel right. something. This is Dexter. <laughs> it's, a, it's about a guy that never gets caught because he works with cops, so... He knows every trick, and now he's dating a cop. That, that also was kind of, I just remember that from the new season where he's like, well, you know, he can't be that far away from cops because he has to know how everything works and if they're looking for him or whatever. And it's kind of like, uh, so nothing really changed that much. No, he's just, got a type. He likes it, a good single mom who's kind of desperate enough, you know? Yeah. Which, who's, I mean, it's smart, I guess. Yeah, who sees him as like her salvation or whatever? He plays that uh, nice guy role very well, I guess. It's very awkward still, not as awkward as the season one or two, but whenever he's interacting with that rich guy, it's very still very awkward of him. Just yeah, they were they were poor uh, when they're you know delivering their performances is a little funny. You know, it kind of feels mm-hmm. like. He's. I, I think Michael C. Hall has improved a lot as an actor. So acting like a clumsy, awkward, no personality guy doesn't come as natural to him now, because he's not like figuring out the role quite as much. So right. it seems a little more forced, I guess. Um, but I, again, I, I don't find anything particularly bothersome. I look at it. You know, this this first episode feels like the same quality as a season one or two, or or maybe mm. like early on in four before it gets really good. You know, um, but just much more uh, visually pleasing. Also, it seemed like they probably dumped about a million dollars on the music budget. Jesus Christ, you couldn't go five minutes without a famous pop song. That's a trick. That's all. That's a trick. They want you to listen to, you know, they want you to hear some song you really liked back in 1994, you know, or uh, maybe you heard it in The Guest, right? Haunted. And right. you're going to think, oh, that's a good movie or that was a good time. And then you're going to have that <laughs> positive feeling graft onto whatever it is you're watching yeah. mm-hmm. it's a it's a very sneaky act by the filmmakers but um anyway that's all right this is a bonus episode on dexter now yeah. and uh we're gonna talk about larry clark and harmony corinne for probably an hour even and that's movies for this week so thank you for for listening and uh enjoy the patreon content we've been low on it this month because we've been revving up to go film mass state lottery and that's going to be a whole lot of fun. I hope. Yeah. All right. All right. That has been movies. Thank you for listening. <laughs>